This is The Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson, where we get to read some really fun text messages, but also get to hear the next quiz clue. I'm going to go, let's go quiz clue first, mm-hmm. and then we got text messages mm-hmm. afterwards. Mm-hmm. You ready? Dude, I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah, did you just hear about that? You ready for tonight's game? Me between and, the, b- between me and you, the, the championship, the Kings and the Breakers. Yeah, I'm the Kings. <laughs> You're the Breakers. Have you ever even seen an NBL game? I've never watched because I've been to multiple Kings games. So yeah. I think I'm I, the Kings. Are you, the, and you're si- the, Breakers. are you the Sydney Kings fan? I am actually. Newcastle doesn't have a team, eh? No, I would be a fan of Newcastle. Yeah, team come above. on, come on, Newcastle. Get Maybe we could call them the Knights. Oh, <laughs> well, because we've already got the Knights and we've got the Jets. Newcastle. Maybe we can call them the Newcastle. Nigels. Jousts. I don't know. I don't know. The Nigels. Yeah. The, the Newcastle Nellies. <laughs> Dude, let's go. Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. And we have another clue for the quiz for 200 points. This is your penultimate opportunity today to get in with a correct answer. Here we go. Here we go, Penny. Here we go. Jesus's first miracle occurred in this city. Oh, what a trick. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Ah! So, so Jesus' second miracle happened in the city. That, that was serious? A, and Jesus' first miracle. I, I heard this. I was, second miracle. Like, okay, what was going on? Like, when I saw that, I was like, because I thought it was, now I know what it is now. We know, we know I what it is. I thought it was this thing, and I was like, oh, second miracle. That's right. Okay, that we, threw me off. We, we, we got you, <laughs> essentially. We, you have been got We switched up. Hey, zero four nine one. That's right. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Of course, our amazing prizes for this week: the sanctuary and salvation, the sanctuary pure and simple, Christ in His sanctuary, and the sanctuary service. You'll be able to get two of those books on an amazing topic. That is the sanctuary. Again, that number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. And that clue again jesus's first miracle occurred in this city that one that's a that was a a, i felt dirty i feel like i've been i've been got i've been had yeah you mean had had oh hey we got some uh text messages here uh this is from wayne and i love it hey good morning guys blessings team exercise in the studio booth uh would be what sorry in the studio both you guys should be sitting on large blow-up balls like those exercise balls yeah yeah this will strengthen your core i need that and every 10 to 15 minutes do 30 squats those hand clinches are good also keeps your heart rate above average have great day what's a hand clinch um is that the little thing is he talking you, about yeah yeah the little squeezy thingy? like yeah yeah Okay. For like rock climbers, Wayne, rock climbers use. Send those in uh, to us, and I will be squeezing those things throughout the show. Wayne is legit. I was talking about there was a prize, and I was like, whoever wins this prize, I'll go for a run with them. Yeah. And like at the time, I, I've been a bit slack with my running because I've been a fair bit quite sick this year. Uh, but at the time, I was like running good. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can, I can go out for a 10K, 12K, you know, whatever it may be. And he's like, yeah, Lawson, we'll start off at. I think he said we'll start off at 10Ks at four-minute pace, which that is insane. Like, that is way faster than I can run. So I was like... I think I remember this, actually. I was like, wow. So Wayne's legit. Like, if you can run if you can run 10Ks at four-minute pace, that, that's no, like... No, stop. If you can run 10Ks, period, you're doing well. You can run 10Ks. I cannot run 10Ks. Absolutely. I promise you, never in my life have I ever run 10Ks. It's a mental thing. It's 
It's I, a mental block. No, I've tried to run before. It's you are. Do you mentally, know where my mental block is at one k? <laughs> it's you. You <laughs> are. You are physically limiting yourself with your brain. I don't think so. I think Wayne. I help think us out I'm, I'm looking at you right now. I believe. <laughs> I, I believe. Well, that's where you are wrong because you should put your belief in God. Not in my I believe God can help you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't have faith in me or my ability to run 10 kilometers. Mm-hmm. You should put your faith in the Lord alone. I, I have faith in God and the fact that he created us. And I believe that you as a person that he created and looking at your size and stature that you can run 10K. Do you really think so? I do not think so. I, I've never run 10Ks. I think give yourself a Look, month. Hold on. Give yourself a month. You'll do it. Let's talk about this. I was on... Okay, I've always been a big boy. Uh-huh. Now, I'm pretty good at sprints. I was I was a little chubby-tubby back in the day, but I was always been a fast boy. I was like one of the fastest kids on my basketball team. Right? Uh-huh. I literally got second place in the, in the regional hurdles. There was only two people racing, but it doesn't matter. I got second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, they made me join the cross-country team, and it was a season of cross-country running, 5Ks. Mm-hmm. Every race was a 5K race. I never ran the whole thing once, but I went every time. Every single time, I was last place. for, And there was like literally like 15 schools that were doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm the last place. Except one time, I beat a kid with one leg and a prosthetic leg. Okay? <laughs> so I had a prosthetic leg and another leg, right? And I beat him. And here's the issue. He was in every other race. Mm-hmm. So he beat me 14 Hey, look, that's improvement. Times. Well. That's improvement. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. And you know how, like, when uh, you win or when you beat somebody, yeah, but I guarantee you did no training for this. I trained all the time. No I, way. I literally was on the cross country. If you team couldn't running. run, a dude, you'd be able to run. You'd be able to run five k in in two weeks. I I was on the team for like three months. I'm a big boy, bro. Nah. Anyway, the the, nah. the one legged kid beat me fourteen out of fifteen races. I beat him the one, and I was not humble about it. The time that I beat him, I, I barely beat him by inches because I sprinted right at the end. I was like, gotcha! <laughs> beat you so bad, you know? And See, that's that's why are you doing a sprint finish? Like, like you should do a sprint finish, but you could have yeah. conserved that energy. Bro, I got a kick. I got the kick at the end. Oh. <laughs> and I didn't normally sprint on the finishes because I was the last one. There was no purpose of kicking anymore. Mm. But, yeah, it was. I'm not, a, I'm not a runner, man. I'm a lifter. I can lift heavy things. I can... I can carry heavy things. I, be- I believe. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm super out of shape. That's fair. Like when you're saying, like you're looking at me and you say, oh, you can run 10 kilometers. Like maybe. I'm, I'm not that out of shape. Like if we do like a kettlebell workout or whatever, I'm, I'm good. We can, I can handle it. But it's just like I'm a big boy and like running 10Ks on all my joints. That's a lot of uh, jointery action. Yeah, that's why you gotta get got to get an efficient stride in there. See, I don't even know what that means. So how do I, I get can, I can teach you. It's easy. Okay. Expert, Lost Walters, <laughs> going to teach me how to do a 10K here. Uh, Bruce and Liz, you got the answer correct, I just want to say. And also, going back to Wayne's text message, I love that idea. I want to get some exercise balls in here, uh-huh. and we could work and stabilize our core. And I love the idea of doing some squats. Mm-hmm. Let's get some push-ups in there as well, too. I love push-ups. Now, Brett texts us. He says, the People's Liberation Army and the CCP need to pick up a Bible and read it. Amen, brother. Amen. The blessing No, no, no. They have read it. They have read the Bible. 
and then they changed, changed a bunch of it. it and then distributed that to public churches. In and China. then said, you can only use this Bible if yeah. you want to be a church in China. That's right. That Doesn't the Bible literally say, like, don't do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty with, sure it says with, that very uh, With such edits as Jesus stoned the woman caught in adultery. Yeah, that's wild. That's crazy. That changes the whole story. Well, the whole point becomes, like, she didn't submit to authority. And Jesus is perfect and authoritative. So so literally, the Chinese government changed the narrative. And we're watching him do that again with the Akai's submarine yeah. statement. Yeah. Wow. There we go. That's what they're doing. Yeah, the apple is not falling that's, far from the tree that's, here. That's what fellas. they're about. Yeah. Brad's text, the People's Liberation Army and the CCP need to pick up a Bible and read it. The blessing is knowing they won't be the last main superpower in this life or the next. So true. God still holds the winds in his hands. Amen. Brett, coming in hot. Uh, Janelle, you got the answer correct. And I love the emoji that you put in there. A little, little, uh, I can't even say it because if I say it, it might give it away. But very cute emoji. Mm -hmm. Suzanne, answer correct. Uh, Wayne says, I'm in Lawson. I'm in, I'm in form now. Oh, <laughs> he's ready. Uh, Diana says I can drive 10 kilometers. Thank you, Diana. I also am on that as well too. Okay. So she's got like a little smiley face here and a thumbs up and a little smiley, uh, crazy face as well too. So yeah, let's. You know what we can do? Yeah, actually, this is a really important part. You know those guys on the motorcades, on the bicycles at the marathons, or in the mo- on the motorcycles at the marathons? Mm-hmm. That's the speed that I want to drive a motorcycle in front of the Kenyans who are running the marathon. I want to sure. sign me up for that. Sure. That's a, that's a safe place for me. Can you ride a motorcycle? Uh, debatable, but I think I can get the, the vibe. Because, dude, there, there's been mistakes made in those races, Really? Motorbikes taking out, guys. It's like, you're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. That's devastating. It's actually, it's actually one of the sad... Surely we could, we could watch a compilation on YouTube of the press bikes take, that taking out That is terrible. Riders. Yeah. I mean, first off, terrible that it's taking people out. But secondly, like... You're that bad at riding a motorcycle yeah. that you're taking out an entire like race. Like, they, they, oh, wow! It's especially it happens at, like running less so obviously because it's like running is chill, but like with, with so much stuff there's that goes wrong, like chill about like, like Tour de France, dude. There's so much that goes wrong in that. Like yeah. people like holding out signs onto the well, track. Well, I was going to say, do you yeah. remember that girl who's like, yeah! And, and then, then, like, like just caused... A hundred dudes like, crashed. crashed. Yeah. I think she became a, a fugitive of the state and actually, like... She fled, bro. Fled. I would, yeah. too. Like, if I accidentally made, like, Lance Armstrong and his friends crash, I'd be like, I'm out. Because, I'm you know, the deal as well with that kind of situation is those bikes are made out of, like, carbon fiber mm-hmm. that are so light and so relatively fragile as well and those crashes would have totaled most of those bikes and they're all like at least fifteen thousand dollars <laughs> yeah D- i would have been dude she i went she, off to the shores of portugal she's gone dude. <laughs> gone skis yeah did they ever find her Maybe, probably there's yeah. probably people in you uh i would have i would have been out of there as well too yeah. 
<sighs> Maybe we I'll... just wouldn't have done it in the first yeah, place. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't like want to if, say if that. If you, you, if you lived, like, like, that's the point. It's like, we can joke about that, but at the same time, if you actually did it, it's like, hey, that's that's on me. It, that's the thing. It could be an accident. And in her case, it was an accident, but it was just I like how it's so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on me. That's my fault. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we are going to dive into the Word of God. This mm. is the 20 Million Movement Bible Study that I am. I have been enjoying this quarter. So the cool thing about this is every year there's four of these studies that come out. So every 13 weeks we have a study. And then the Sabbath, so the Saturday Sabbath, uh, it starts on a Sunday, the first Sunday of the year, and then we go all the way to the 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 13th. Sabbath well the thirteenth Sabbath yeah. and then it goes uh, so Sunday to Saturday so it's by the weeks just mm-hmm. so you know so essentially what happens is every year there's four of these Bible studies that come out and then people all around the world study the twenty mm-hmm. million movement Bible study and and it's really cool like when you travel people are on the same page and literally doing the Bible study that you're doing here in Australia, in America, in Finland. When I was in Finland, they got me to do the Bible study because I'd been doing the Bible study yeah. on the radio every day. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we heard you doing the Bible study on the radio. Can you do the Bible study for us? I was like, yeah, yeah easy. Absolutely. <laughs> I've been to plenty of places to preach, and I'll rock up you know, early. Yeah. For, we'll, we'll sit there for our Bible study before the, the service, and it'll just be like, oh, hey, Lawson. Can you lead out? Can you lead? And I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah I've been doing that all week. Yeah. Well, we are now going to, we're on the next part of the lesson, which is trust God, not your own resources. Mm-hmm. And I want to read a story from 1 Samuel chapter 14. We'll start in verse 1. And can you read that for us, Lawson? Okay, so we start in chapter 14 and verse 1 where the Bible says, One day Jonathan said to his armor bearer, Come on, let's go over to where the Philistines have their outpost. But Jonathan did not tell his father what he was doing. Meanwhile, Saul and his 600 men... Pause, 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 pause. I love Jonathan. Jonathan is like the man. Whenever I hear stories about him, this guy is like, if you want a good friend, go find a friend like Jonathan. Get yourself a Jonathan. Get yourself a Jonathan. This dude is legit one of the coolest dudes in the Bible story mm-hmm. and i just think whenever i hear stories about him it's like i want a friend like that mm. anyway keep reading sorry i had to share that we keep reading it says meanwhile saul and his 600 men were camped out in the outskirts of Gibeah, around the pomegranate tree at migron among saul's men were ahijah the priest who was wearing the ephod the priestly vest ahijah was the son of ichabod's brother ahitab son of Phineas, son of Eli, the priest of the Lord who served at Shiloh. No one realized that Jonathan had left the Israelite camp. Okay, so pause here real quick. It's a lot of little things that need to be kind of mentioned. There's 600, so the the people that are with him are about 600 people, Mm -hmm. okay? The other thing is, what kind of pomegranate tree would it have been to be like, this is the pomegranate tree in the uh, like, well so this you, is the one there's there's two scenarios i can imagine mm-hmm. that that's the case firstly it's a massive pomegranate tree secondly the other scenario is that it's the only pomegranate tree yeah i was in the middle of the awesome. desert <laughs> like, yeah like just cruise along uh is that a pomegranate tree yeah yes it is in the, in the middle of the desert of nowhere of, yeah you know the middle east so the other thing is we're talking about uh ahijah the son of ahitab which is the 
the Lord's priest there mm-hmm. in Shiloh. And he's got on his chest uh, the ephod. The ephod. Now, the ephod is a really cool thing. Mm. It has 12 stones on it, right, that has all different colors that represent the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, on the shoulders, they got a black stone and, the, and a white stone on either shoulder. And the priest would pray for guidance from the Lord, and one would glow depending on the answer, is it yes or is it no? And so to have the priest with you is a really, really good thing because you can get direct supernatural connection to the Lord and direct answers on your military campaign, mm. on your strategic planning, on you know the connection to resources like, Lord, what should we do in this situation? You know, depending on the yeah. different side on the on the shoulders. So basically, they're in good company, right? So I, I think it's important for us to recognize that this story that we're reading here, I think it's I think they're saying that this is important there because they could ask the Lord mm-hmm. for guidance in this situation. All right? Okay, cool. Just want to keep it going. I just wanted to give a little clarity on those things. Absolutely. It continues on and it says, No one realized that Jonathan had left the Israelite camp. Ooh. To reach the Philistine to reach the Philistine outpost, Jonathan had to go down between two rocky cliffs that were called Bozes and Sene. The cliff was on the north was in front of Michmash, and the one on the south was in front of Geba. Let's go across the outpost of those pagans, Jonathan said to his armor bearer. Perhaps the Lord will help us, for nothing can hinder the Lord. He can win the battle, whether he has many warriors or only a few. Do what you think is best, the armor bearer replied. I'm with you completely, whatever you decide. What a. Dude, armor bearer is a beast. What a. He's like, a man. old mate. He's just like, hey, hey, you do your thing, bro, but whatever you do, I got your back. Yeah. So, I'm like, with you. this armor bearer is the assistant. And I think in this case, like, Jonathan is doing something completely, hugely risky. He's like, oh, let's just cross this outpost. (laughs) I'm obviously decked out in Israelite gear. They're going to know who I am. I'm the son of the king. But God is with us. Amen. Like, God is with us. We're going to be okay. And I love that And if God is for us, who can be against us? That's right. Mm -hmm. And his servant here is just like, yeah. You know, like, like, I got you, dude. Jonathan is the one instigating the risk, but we see that the armor bearer, who you could say is in less important of a role, maybe less inclined to trust in this, whatever it may be, but he's like, yeah, look, let's do it. Like, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I believe you. I trust in God. I'm, I'm following you into this situation. Dude, we need more friends like that. Mm. Like, I I just, I love this story. All right, keep going. Verse 8, it says, All right, then, Jonathan told him, we will cross over and let let them see us. He's like, like, all righty, they'll see us. It says, if they say to us, stay where you are or we'll kill you, then we will stop and not go up to them. But if they say, come on up and let's fight, then we'll go up to them. That will be the Lord's sign that he will help us defeat them. Okay, hold on, hold on. I love this. So... The sign of all the signs, but the sign to basically go and fight is for them to say, come and fight, right? Mm. Like, I love that. It's like, okay, hey, let's get a sign here. If they say, come and fight us, 
then we will fight them. We'll fight them. And, and God is be, with us. And yeah. that will be the sign that the Lord is with us and we're going to beat them as well too. Mm. Man, I can just imagine that happening in like a modern setting mm. and just be like, okay, Lord, if these guys are t- <laughs> they want to fight us, we will go and fight them. It's pretty I wild. I think contextually we're looking at something a bit different, but yeah, absolutely. Just the testosterone brain of mine going, <laughs> yeah, let's get this. <laughs> absolutely. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We got a clue for you. This is our final clue for the day. What city am I? This is where Jesus turned water into wine. <laughs> Among his, well, first and most famous miracles. And his second one. And his second as that well. That got me. Yeah. That one got me. Probably one of the most misinterpreted parts of scripture ever. And I often find that story of turning water into wine is like something where like, like it's where a bunch of rednecks go. Say that's why we drink wine. Yeah, and, and a bunch of Aussies are like, "See, Jesus was a party guy." Yeah, that, and that's not the point of that uh, at all. In <laughs> fact, in fact, one of the main points is Jesus because it's his first miracle, mm-hmm. and he uses six earthen vessels. Mm-hmm. He gets the servants to fill them with water. And then, through his creative power, turns it into wine. Thus, narrating the story and sharing with those who are around him that he is the creator who created the world in six literal days. Wow. Those six earthen vessels, filled with water, then turned to wine. He is revealing that he is the chosen one. He is the Messiah. He is the great I am. Mm -hmm. So, anyway... Not about getting drunk. That's not the point of that. That's not the point at all. And actually, uh, many scholars actually believe that it was new wine that was unfermented. Mm-hmm. That was a uh, the the fresh wine that had like no alcohol content in it. And this is why the master's ceremony was so surprised mm. as well too. Uh, and also the Greek words that were used in it as well to imply that it was a grape juice that was unfermented mm-hmm. as well too. Also, they went drunk. Yeah, which is like that kind of helps. Hey, if you eat, if you if you drink wine for three days straight, something's going to be going on there. Yeah, that's right. Hey, you're listening to the breakfast show. Of course, that was the clue. Was you know this is where Jesus turned water into wine. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text. Blake. Yeah. Are you ready to keep going with the story? I'm here, bro. Well, keep reading. I think we're in verse 11. It says, When the Philistines saw them coming, they shouted, Look, the Hebrews are crawling out of their holes. Then the man from the outpost shouted to Jonathan, Come on up here, and we'll teach you a lesson. Come on, climb right behind me, Jonathan said to his armor bearer, for the Lord will help us defeat them. Sorry, just pause. If you're fighting a country... And that country are filled with people who do crawl out of holes. Immediately stop that fight. That, those are some scary people to me. If you're, yeah. if you're dealing with hole-dwelling people. Like, I know what he's saying is, like, trying an to insult. be like, a, it's an insult. But yeah. I'm just thinking to myself, like, I don't want to be dealing that with mole people. super creepy. Yeah, <laughs> like, that is. Get out of here. I don't want to fight you. That's super scary. Anyway, mm-hmm. keep going. So they climbed up using both hands and feet. And the Philistines fell before Jonathan and his armor bearer killed those who came behind them. They killed some 20 men in all, and their bodies were scattered over about half an acre. 
So, okay. Jonathan goes in the front. He just swinging the sword, maybe a spear, whatever happens. These dudes fall down, and then the armor bearer comes up behind him and just goes, you know, finishes the job there. Two guys take on, dude, that's that's like 10 to 1 odds. Mm. 2 to 20. Mm. That's wild. And we're talking about, like, Jonathan, epic soldier, son of the king, and his armor bearer, yeah, his assistant, and they're just like, you know, they're doing kind of like back-to-back. Doing some corporate takeover right it's there. It's insane. <laughs> but then it says in verse 15, it says, Suddenly panic broke out in the Philistine army, both in the camp and in the field, including even the outposts and the raiding parties. And just then an earthquake struck and everyone was terrified. So it's not even, it's not just this guy walking through town with a you know, big old sword. It's... The Lord is Literally, an earthquake is following him. Yeah. Like, step by step. So, I think what we can see here from this story, and, and the title of today's lesson is Trust God, Not Your Own Resources. 100%. Is, is that, okay, this person is singular by himself. You're, you're looking at a time as well in which numbers is so important in battle and warfare. Right, because they're they're not using they're not even using bows well, and arrows here. Logically, yeah, logically. Hear me out, hear me out. Yeah. Like he's not rolling up with a gun. No, like this tactic. You know, this is man on man. This is legit. He's, it's not even a stealth thing. No, he's he's just a walking into. He's his sign from God that he should go is if they see me yeah. and ask me to fight them. So this is definitely not stealth. He didn't have superior military tactic. On his side, no. Nope. Neither did could there be anything to suggest that he was superior physically or in you know combat ability. He's fighting twenty Philistinian soldiers who Phil- the Philistinians have at times previous to this wrecked the Israelites. Oh, for sure, many times. So, so there's nothing to say like Jonathan is some special mar- martial artist swords guy, but then especially. In warfare at this time, especially in combat at this time, dude, it doesn't matter like how good you are with a sword if there's twenty guys coming at you with a sword, like from all directions. There's nothing you can do. Which is why, as we continue to read this story, it's so problematic. So yeah. keep keep going in the story because clearly this is God showing that numbers don't matter. Yeah. But look what happens. Absolutely. It continues on. It says, Saul's lookouts in Gibeah and Benjamin saw a strange sight. The vast army of the Philistines began to melt away in every direction. Call the roll and find out who's missing, Saul ordered. And when they checked, they found Jonathan and his armor bearer were gone. Then Saul shouted to Ahijah, bring the ephod here. For at that time, Ahijah was wearing the ephod in front of the Israelites. But while Saul was talking to the priest the confusion in the philistine camp grew louder and louder so saul said to the priest never mind let's get going so like all right let's get this done let's roll then saul and all his men rushed out to battle and found the philistines killing each other there was terrible confusion everywhere even the hebrews who even the hebrews who had previously gone over to the philistines army revolted and joined in with saul <laughs> John, wow okay they just let him back in double agents yeah the men the, the reverse the rest Uno of Israel, card. Israelites, uh 
It continues on. It says, Likewise, the men of Israel who are hiding in the hill country of Ephraim joined the chase when they saw the Philistines running away. So the Lord saved Israel that day, and the battle continued to rage even beyond Beth-Avon. So, essentially, I want to read now just the first verse of 1 Chronicles 21, mm-hmm. chapter 1. But essentially, we can see numbers don't matter. And can you read that for us, 1 Chronicles chapter 21? Yeah, it says, Now Satan stood up against Israel and moved David to number the Israelites. Okay, the, now here's the problem. Clearly, the number of Israelites did not matter when it, was, when it came to fighting the Philistines. Mm-hmm. When it comes to fighting the enemies of God's people, numbers don't matter when the Lord is on your side. And so now we can see this verse saying, Now Satan stood up against Israel and moved David to number Israel. And the Mm. reason that's an issue is because it's making David trust in himself and his resources over God. Yeah, and we know that great ruin came to Israel. Because of that. Because of that, yeah, as a result. It's, look, but I got to be honest, super easy to trust in Mm. yourself over God. I struggle with that. Like, mm. oh, I got this. I can do this. Don't worry about this. Mm. It's all in my power. And God is there to remind us, no, don't trust in yourself. Rely on the Lord. Mm. Absolutely. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Lawson has just showed us one of the weirdest things I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, it is a, is it a hairless hamster? That's what it was? A naked mole rat? I don't know what yeah. it was. It was the weirdest weirdest picture. It was a it's a hairless hamster. Hairless and hamster. And it is like uh, no. so I ugly. Gonna say, well, okay, thank so, you. Yes, agreed. I thought you were gonna say cute and I was like, It is no, so no, no, ugly, no, no, no. but that makes it cute. Mm. It's a face. Well, you know the definition of cute is ugly but interesting. That is not the definition of cute. Yeah, it actually is. But then why why, like, for me, like, there's an element of attraction when it comes to, like, cute. Right? Oh, they're ugly, but they're interesting. Hey, you're cute, you know. What? I'm telling you the truth. Look it up. I'm, I'm looking it up right okay. now. Well, while you look it up, <laughs> the answer to uh, the quiz was the beautiful city of Cana. Okay, which is where uh, we had the... And I'll, I'll, you are so... You are, like, either... Ignorant or a liar? This is this is what this is what Google says. Okay, cute. This is the dictionary. Do you this is trust Oxford. Everything that Oxford Google Oxford says. language. Okay, yeah. this is the Oxford dictionary. Appealing in a pretty or endearing way. Yes. And then like informal. So the informal version of that is then like you know attractive or good looking. But the official dictionary definition of cute is appealing in a pretty endearing way. And that little hairless hamster is pretty endearing. Definition.com, cute. The original meaning of cute is ugly but acceptable. Or Australian cute, ugly but interesting looking. A girl <laughs> that is attractive but not considered pretty. So, look, you can fight the system. Where are your sources? Because all I'm seeing, attractive or pretty. Well, maybe you're looking up like the French Attractive <laughs> in a dainty way, pleasingly pretty. Like, who goes, cute, ugly but interesting. Uh, who is Collins Dictionary? <laughs> uh, who is that? Well, okay, Are they I I'm not going to fight you on that. I'm just telling you that 
It's a, it is a, an original, look up original definition of cute. Look up that. I'm not going yeah, to. Yeah, because you're choosing not to. I'm, I'm. You choose to see what you want to see. Okay. But, <laughs> that's right. I'm putting my own lenses on. Okay. That's fair. You're doing. I'm living in my own matrix. Instead of, uh, exegesis, you're doing eisegesis. Wow. wow. That is something to accuse someone of. Uh, I just did. Oh. Right here live on Faith FM and you have been accused of it because you refuse to accept <laughs> that this hairless hamster is the original cute. Ugly. I just but I just I just like to have one. Someone cute? No, or? like the oh, hairless hamster. Okay, got it. Okay, so you just yeah. want a hairless hamster. Yeah. I definitely don't. I I, I would I feel I like would it wouldn't smell. Super yeah, I don't care about the smell. It's the look that really throws me but off. But that's that's the appealing part. You know, it's like having like an old, like really ugly car. No, it looks like a wallet with legs. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, not sure. into it at all. Oh, dude, what I'm about it. Hey, by the way, the answer to the quiz we already said is was Cana. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Where where Jesus did his first. Quite a few, and second miracle. Quite a few people got the answer correct, actually, mm-hmm. as well, too. Uh, got a few text messages here. Uh, Kayla says, hello, breakfast show. Will you be at the North New South Wales Big Camp? Yes, we yes, will. Yes, we will. I'm so, Big Camp is like my favorite, literally, time of the year. I love Big Camp. Uh, actually, Loss and I are bunking up together. We're, mm. uh, we're going up to... We're going to get a, a tent. Because you basically, Big Camp is like this awesome place where there's a bunch of tents. And it's a meeting for the church to come together. It's like 3,000 people there sometimes. Mm. And it's a, about a 10-day event. And people get tents. And a lot of people share tents as well, too, because the tents are huge. It's not just like a little tiny tent. It's like a proper big tent. I think Circus it's by tent. three meters by three meters. Oh, wait. You're, you're talking about the tents you sleep in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're huge. Uh, and also the circus tent is there as well, too. It's big as well, too. There's lots of circus tents. But Kayla but also asks, also, do you know... <laughs> Also, do you? I, I, I thought you were saying that because there's circuses happening in all those tents. Anyway, also, do you know if any of the speakers' talks will be recorded and played on Faith FM later? There are some great speakers: Herb Larson, Rome Ulia, and Tim Gillespie, and more. I can't listen uh, listen to them all, Kayla. You know what, Kayla? I'm going to talk to the big boss, uh, our content. Uh, coordinator and director of everything that's happening here at Faith FM. And Shout we're out, Robbie put, Yeah, Robbie, we're going to ask you if we can get all of those sermons from Big Camp as content for Faith FM. We are at the end of the breakfast show with Blake and Lawson. Kayla Tech says, hey, thank you, Blake. That would be awesome if you can find that out. Kayla, we're on top of that. We're going to get Robbie uh, on here soon. I think he's going to be at Big Camp as well, too, and we will try to get all of that content on Faith FM. Until then, make sure that you talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. See you tomorrow on The Breakfast Show. God be with you till we meet again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.